can't tell you how much I enjoyed chatting to my guest this week. It was certainly the highlight. His name is Andrew Salter. He's a new friend of mine and a Forbes 30 under 30 entrepreneur with a huge vision to bring medicinal mushrooms to the mainstream in a bid to help change the way we approach our health and well-being. We cover all sorts, including his brand, Dirty, their vision to get every person in the world drinking mushrooms every day, why entrepreneurs often suffer with poor mental health and how busy people can best avoid this trap, what functional mushrooms actually are, as well as their supposed health benefits, and how you can get best involved if you do want to give them a try. Andrew, welcome to the studio, aka the Theatre of Dreams, aka my uh, little flat in Finsbury Park. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining me on the sofa. That's great to be here. Let's get right into it. Andrew, you and your brother Simon are on a bit of a mission with your brand Dirty, and I want to know a little bit about the background of that and what was happening in your life that sort of inspired this brand idea of yours. Yeah, good question. Good place to start. Um, so my brother and I are very close. I mean, anyone that follows us on social media or knows us knows it's probably a little bit too close. Um, <laughs> but, uh, the, the interesting thing when it comes to siblings, uh, is that, uh, when you've got one that is a lot older than the other, uh, they can sort of make two choices in their younger is, uh, younger years. Um, and one is to either push them away and say, you know, like you're too young to be involved in all this stuff and hang around me and my friends. Um, or they welcome you in and kind of become a little bit like your mentor and show you the world. And my brother was the, um, uh, was the latter, um, which was exciting because, you know, there's a six, six and a half year age difference. So when I was 16, he was already out there in the world, mm-hmm. um, you know, working, uh, in the world of business and, uh, you know, pursuing you know creativity which we both very uh, very creative um and he sort of let me in uh, as a result of that i got a peek into essentially what became my dreams and that was bec- to become an entrepreneur um i like this idea of having freedom and the ability to take something from nothing and push it into the world particularly when it had goodness to give uh, and, and shift the, the world in a positive direction um what comes with that is this, uh, this pursuit, this persistence, this tenacity. Um, and you end up, you know, not all of us, but I did. I ended up compromising anything that would get in my way of achievement. Uh, and that meant things like sleeping. Um, I would do anything to fuel my energy and fuel my focus. Uh, so caffeinated drinks, you know, over caffeinating myself. Um, you know, I traveled a lot, um, as the business sort of grew. And, uh, it starts to take its toll on me. And let's just say I didn't recognize the signs. Mm. Um, I didn't consider my diet. I didn't consider what I put into my body. And I, like I said, I was, I was compromising my health. Uh, same for my brother. And it got to a point where I, for the first time in my life, even though I was finally getting the achievement I always wanted, um, I was experiencing things like, um, anxiety, um, I turned into an insomniac, um, and my immune system was at an all time low. I was constantly getting ill. So for being someone who was very fit and healthy at a young age, suddenly in my mid twenties, um, I was really struggling and it got to the point that it was so bad. You know, some days I couldn't get out of bed. Uh, and I looked in the mirror and I was like, you know, I'm only just getting started. I'm finally getting the success I always wanted. Um, and I feel terrible and I look terrible. 
uh, it didn't make sense because um, it's also my brother who was in a very similar state. Uh, we're very much joined at the hip. Um, mm. So one goes down, we both go down. Uh, it was his idea. We went to see our GP. Uh, not as good as you, unfortunately. <laughs> and um, the the response was, let's sort out the symptoms. You know, how are you feeling? You know, explain the anxiety, the lack of sleep, feeling ill all the time. I think actually put us on a course of antibiotics, but the two key things that were kind of the real uh, seed in what became dirty is that it was a prescription of an anti-anxiety pill and a sleeping pill. Took the pills home, you know, after getting the prescription, Googled both the names, and there was this long list of uh, side effects. And I didn't understand. I'm a very optimistic person. Mm-hmm. And I, while I, when I look at a problem, I'm like, let's find a solution, actually see problems as an opportunity for something new and you know, positive transitions and all that kind of stuff. Um, but there was no way I'm going to off-lift one problem to then receive another 9, 10, 11. Uh, chuck them straight in the bin. And that <clears> began um, a journey of my brother and I uh, searching through the natural world and how can you use nature things that grow out the ground to actually heal yourself. Mm. Um, and um, we looked into adaptions, Ayurvedic herbs, plant medicine, uh, things we could do ourselves like mindful meditation, breath work, uh, cold immersion, you know, this kind of stuff back then, six years ago, um, people probably thought we were quite weird. Um, but mm. it's obviously spoken a lot about now. Uh, but we did heavy research. We read all the sort of studies around everything. Um but it was a friend who knew what we were going through, told us there was a mushroom tea ceremony going on in West London. Um, there was essentially a, a Chinese doctor from Fujian, uh, which is the capital of mushroom cultivation. Uh, she was in town and she was doing these tea ceremonies for a week. And she basically wanted to educate people about her culture. Um, so we went along. I'll be honest with you. I thought we were going to go and get high. <laughs> I immediately thought magic mushroom, psilocybin, you know, I could do with a nice trip. I can imagine most of the listeners thought exact same thing when you just mentioned the mushroom ceremony. So. Yeah. I think there's this, um, there's, there's something called mycophobia, which is the irrational fear of mushrooms. And that's a rubbish phobia to have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Most people fear mushrooms. It's either the no, taste, the no texture. No offense to or... any mycophobia. <laughs> uh, that's the majority. Um, and essentially humans tend to either disregard or destroy things they don't know or understand. Mm. Um, and we don't understand, or the majority don't understand fungi. Um, and the truth is, and we'll go into it a lot more in, in a bit, but we wouldn't exist if it wasn't for them. Mm. Um, and they are potentially the answer to a lot of the crises that we face today. Um, and I learned a lot that night going in quite na- naively thinking I was going to have a fun escapism, mm. uh, and maybe sort out an ex- existential crisis. Um, uh, maybe a cathartic experience, but actually they were functional mushrooms. Um, which is what dirty is all about. Um, and the incredible thing is when she explained, the modalities and the functions of these mushrooms and what they could potentially do. It literally was like, this is the answer to all my problems. Um, I was extremely cynical and I am generally with something new. Um, and we drank, we learned about them first, which was the best way to experience understanding what we were consuming, understanding the history, thousands of years history of use, uh, particularly in the Eastern world, um, of function and healing. Um, and then, I drank them and literally on the walk home, 
I hadn't felt that good in years. Mm. Um, I remember turning to my brother and saying, like, for the first time in my life, I felt like I'm present. Um, I realized that um, I wasn't looking after myself, in particular my brain. I was like, it's our most precious resource. Yet the majority of us look after our clothes and our cars, but we disregard what we rely on, the brain we rely on for to be content, to be happy, to be sure. creative. Uh, uh, and yet, you know, we disregard it. So um, within a, a day of drinking these uh, mushrooms, I had more energy than I've ever had before. Uh, I slept amazing that night. Um, I felt very like pure, energetic and healthy. I think those are mm. the f- th- three things I felt. And I then drank every single day. And I'd say within two weeks, all the issues I had are gone. Wow. Yeah. It's a wonderful story. It's a wonderful brand story. It fits really nicely. Um, and there's so many different bits we could pick out of that. Yeah. I think it's amazing when you, you hear these brands and you see how well they're doing. They often do have some sort of, sort of much deeper story. And, and obviously you were going through a lot and then you had a huge change by finding these functional mushrooms. There is a study that I saw about entrepreneurs in general. 72% claim to have a self-reported mental health issue. Mm. And clearly it's a high pressure job. Um, and there's a lot on people's plates. Is this something you've recognized in other people in the industry as well as yourself? Wow, yeah, that's a really interesting question. I think, yeah, I mean, mental health and its con- uh, connection to entrepreneurship, um, I mean, it directly connects to everything. Um, I think when, when you're born, you're born a human being. And we were talking about before, you know, ex- existential crisis, like you were born and then you suddenly have all these expectations about yourself. Uh, and you build and you amount to that and your minds get so muddled and complicated by it and you kind of forget the reasons what you came here for um, and I think directly connected to being an entrepreneur it's a big leap to take and I think from a, a distance it looks very enchanting you know the idea to have this freedom this idea to be able to build and create something the idea to be your own boss you know there's obviously the economic value as well but then there's also like I was talking about before you know we are as, as humans, we, we want to have achievement. You know, mm. if we didn't, we'd still be sitting in caves, you know, but we're sending rockets to the, into space and uh, to the moon. Um, so, and I think what comes with that is then the ramifications of taking that big leap. And I think not a lot of people realize that the sacrifices you have to make. And I made a lot, you know, in my social life in my twenties, uh, was very sparse. Like, um, Certainly, if I compare to, I didn't go to university, I went straight into the world of business. I didn't go to university, didn't have that experience. Mm. Um, I never had an adult life that was orientated around socializing. And I think a lot of my friends I grew up and went to school with, that's kind of a lot about what their life's about. Um, so I, I, I had a sacrifice that, uh, you know, I didn't come from wealth and therefore, um, I had to sacrifice a lot of luxury or the lifestyle maybe my friends were living. Um, and then also, you know, you're taking a risk, particularly, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you're technically, unless you're coming out of a job and you're pursuing it as the next phase in your life, if you're going straight out of school, you don't really know much or very naive and mm-hmm. there's a strength to that. Um, but also you can get yourself in lots of trouble. And I did, you know, my brother and I did, we've always worked together. Um, And you do, you know, I think I've always spoken about this whole idea about, you know, you know, the prefrontal cortex, you know, the the part of the brain that has these signals going back and forward, dealing with trauma, but also anxious about future, you know, sort of this predetermining future. We live in this future tense. Um, And when you're, 
an entrepreneur, you have to consider constantly every single problem. Mm. So you're kind of living through that problem, mm. those issues to make sure they don't come up as well as experiencing them too as, uh, as well. And I think because of that, you, you know, you go through a lot of, a lot of stress, big stress, particularly if things go wrong, you know, you know, we've been in situations where, I mean, I've slept in hotel lobbies before, you know, I, I was kicked out of America, um, not for doing anything illegal, just being on the wrong visa. Uh, but you know, it was required as part of the business to be in the States. Um, you know, things have gone wrong in business. And I think a lot of people, I think I've had a lot of mental strength because of my brother's been by my side uh, and we've been in it together. But, you know, there are times that are scary and fearful, um, you know, particularly if you're an entrepreneur, it's got to look after a family. Mm. Um, so it's, it doesn't surprise me that mental health exists in connection to that type of lifestyle. Sure. Given the complexities and some of the things you just discussed there, the stresses of the role. So for anyone that's in a high high pressure position at work or that they're an entrepreneur themselves, what are your key things that you do to maintain that your well-being, but also this high performance under the job? Uh, another really good question. So do you mean in terms of how do I stay, stay mentally balanced? Yeah, I guess what have you learned? You were an entrepreneur and yeah. you dealt with a bit of what sounds like burnout yourself yeah. and you found dirty and, and the mushrooms. And what have you learned, uh, I guess, other than that, that, that keeps you sort of centered and keeps you performing at this high level? So I think there's an element of like a work um, life balance. I think before I was working every single hour, uh, of the day and the night I'd work through I, I'm a night owl so I'm more productive at night so I go to bed super late mm. but then I might have early meetings so then I might get three or four hours sleep um, I'm now um, I, I grew up thinking sleep is like a weakness or a waste of time <laughs> or a waste of time yeah uh, and I don't know wh- where I heard that but it definitely is a common thought but then you've got people like Richard Branson and uh, Ariana Huffington and uh, Malcolm Gladwell that actually came, actually Gary Vaynerchuk as well, who seems to be the f- uh, figurehead of entrepreneurs, have all come <laughs> out and actually said it's like bullshit. I sleep eight hours a, eight hours a night. And I, th- I, I don't know the exact science, but I think your cognitive uh, capabilities are reduced by like 40% or something like that. Um, so I think sleep is absolutely vital. So I've made sure that I have proper sleep hygiene. Mm. Um, so, you know, things like my room, 16 degrees at night, super cold. I, I'll sleep naked. <laughs> I have a duvet, but I sleep naked. Um, I um, sometimes do like red light blockers, uh, which mm. I find really useful. Was it blue? So blue light blockers. Blue light blockers yeah. yeah. Um, I drink reishi before bed, which we'll talk about in a bit, which is one of our mushrooms, uh, which increases your non-REM, your deep sleep, which is my evening ritual, which changed my sleep. Um, you know, I won't eat too close, um, to sort of a bedtime. I'll start, start like intermittent fasting, uh, which is a good way to sort of discipline me on that. Um, so that, that's kind of how I built sleep hygiene around it. Um, I've been meditating now, some sort of mindful meditation for, probably about four years i'd say maybe three years actually uh i use waking up with sam harris uh which is like the intellectuals uh way to meditate um i always said i wouldn't ha- i don't have time for that stuff but now i'm like it is fundamental if i do when i do my mindful meditation and i come out of it and i do it in the middle of the day it's like i've had an espresso shot <laughs> yeah um i find through mindful meditation particularly so i either do it in the middle of the day or i do it in the evening and the reason i do that is because 
But I start the day and it's a fresh day. My mind is clear. As I go through the day, I get more and more overwhelmed by all the different signals coming in, you know, emails, meetings, decisions that have got to be made, new ideas, mm. working with all the different departments we have at Dirty. And then I'm like, oh my God, this is just too much. So what the mindful meditation does is it really grounds me. It takes me into myself um, and it gives me really clear thought, like lots of clarity. Uh, it also makes me feel really grateful to be alive. You know, when you're fast paced and working, you're like, Look at how I'm alive. This is amazing. My heart's beating. It gives you that pause, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, you, yeah, it's about taking that moment. Um, mm. So that's been really helpful. Diet has been everything. I eat very clean. Uh, I've learned the things that kind of affect my body in terms of what makes me tired. Um, you know, being not being exhausted, not being tired is so important. I've I've stopped drinking coffee in the way I used to. I used to probably do like three, four espressos a day. I'm drinking mushroom coffee now, which has been groundbreaking for me. Uh, I realized I didn't realize that was giving me anxiety and making me feel anxious. Uh, way too much caffeine. I'll touch on my caffeine story as well oh, yes. um, a little bit later on, but that was a really nice deep dive into like mm. so many different areas that people can often take for granted. I think you, you nailed the sleep and then taking that time to meditate. But actually, I think what was a really useful tip there is doing it a bit later in the day is potentially a little bit harder. I know that I can do it in the morning yeah. much more easily, I guess, because my brain is filled with less thoughts and pressing issues. But then as the day goes on, I find it harder, but maybe that's where the battle needs to be fought. Let's talk a little bit about Dirty now. Yeah. Uh, the brand that you're currently currently going forward with at the moment. Um, for anyone that's unfamiliar with the concept, mm. you did touch briefly on it, but what is a functional mushroom? Yeah. So um, there are over 140,000 species of fungi. In fact, for every, it's probably the most populated species on the planet. Fungi are its own kingdom, just like the the mammal kingdom or the plant kingdom for every plant there's between eight to 10 fungi. Um, and, um, in terms of the, the background, in, do you want me to go to the background of fungi or straight to functional? Just whatever you think functional and we'll go a bit okay. into the history after. So, uh, in the fungi kingdom, you have functional mushrooms. So mushrooms are the fruiting body of a wider network called a mycelium network. Um, and there are, functional mushrooms that basically have functional and medicinal properties. Um, within a mushroom, you have active compounds. Uh, lots of interesting, uh, funny, sciencey words, but I'll mention a couple. Polysaccharides, beta-glucans, these are some of them. Um, and um, what we do is we actually extract the compounds out from the mushroom that are behind a cell wall because if you ate the mushroom whole, your body doesn't have um, the ability to digest it. Um, and therefore you can't, your body can't assimilate to it, mm -hmm. uh, and therefore reap the benefits of it. Um, so what we did when we launched the business, we started out with just pure mushroom powders. So this is a powder that contains 2000 milligrams per serving of mushroom, uh, they're called gel extract mushrooms, um, because we extract the active compounds. Um, and there are the four that we started with. Um, so you've got chaga. Um, which is uh, got more antioxidants than anything else on planet Earth. So to put that into perspective, Amazing. one teaspoon is the equivalent of 600 blueberries. So to get that amount of antioxidants, you'd have to eat 600 blueberries. Um, it's nutrient-dense, um, and it's incredible for skin. Uh, that's the thing that most people talk about when it comes to our chaga. Um, any kind of blemishes, so from psoriasis to acne, rosacea, 
um, it literally eczema as well, it will get rid of it. Like I'm, I literally say to people, give it, give it two weeks or to the end of your first tin and you will at least see an improvement. If not, it would all, it will be gone. Um, it also has the highest concentration of melanin. So protection from harmful sun rays. It's anti-aging as well. A lot of that comes from the antioxidants. So it gets rid of, you know, sort of wrinkles or prevents them at least. Uh, it's incredible for your immune system. It can prevent allergies and prevent you from getting ill. So they're the polysaccharides are the immune modulators. Um, it's also a natural source of energy. It can give you all day energy, sustained energy. It's an adaptogen. So it doesn't have the spike of coffee. It just is like, slow releasing all day energy uh you've got lion's mane which is my favorite which we're drinking now yeah. <laughs> uh, lion's mane uh, is known for its neurogrowth factor uh which essentially means it can regrow and regenerate brain cells um it can increase focus it can Im- improve mood uh it's great for memory uh and recall um it's also really good for digestion as well your second brain um cordyceps is known as nature's energy enhancer um it's incredible for overall sort of endurance and performance. What it actually does is it increases your V2O max, increases your lung capacity, helping get oxygen through the body to the muscle tissues, the cells, the organs. So if you're doing a cardio session or a gym session, it's phenomenal for that. If you just want the best kind of energy that's out there, it's great as an alternative to coffee or to add to your coffee. Um, but it's also great for hormone balancing. Uh, so it can balance out um, estrogen, uh, testosterone. So therefore brilliant for women on menopause which is really popular for uh but also to boost libido uh, which is relevant to menopause as well but even in men and women you know boost testosterone for example mm. um and um yeah so i that's just great for your sex life and it's great for energy and you know gym cardio stuff then reishi which is the most researched most profound mushroom um, it's known for its calming effects. It can actually soothe stress and anxiety. Uh, it calms the nervous system. Uh, it's amazing for sleep. Anyone who's an insomniac, the amount of people I get thanking me for giving them reishi because they don't suffer from insomnia anymore. It improves your non-REM, your deep sleep. So you wake up more rested. You spend longer in your deep sleep cycle. Uh, and it's phenomenal for your immune system. To be honest, I definitely drink it to stop the stress, anxiety, and improve my sleep. But the main reason is the immunity. And I feel like since drinking that, I mean, six years, I haven't been ill once. I'll, I'll get something that comes on, like I can feel like a fever or cold appearing. The reishi shuts it Just down. an extra time. dose of reishi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's fascinating. And there's so many benefits. Yeah. So I feel very lucky to partner with one of my favourite brands for this series, Heights. In an ideal world, we would all eat a diverse, nutritionally complete diet that ensures we meet all of our nutritional requirements. However, if you're anything like me, you know that life likes to get in the way and that this isn't always possible. That's where Heights and their Smart Supplement comes in as the best insurance policy for looking after me and my brain. The Smart Supplement consists of two easy capsules every day and has been formulated by neuroscientist Dr. Tara Swart and dietitian Sophie Medlin. The all-vegan capsules are packed with 20 essential vitamins, minerals, antioxidants and healthy fats which are designed to support your brain, nervous system, immune system and even sleep. I personally have noticed an improvement in my focus and a boost in my energy levels and I'm now more motivated than ever on my goals and I even make it to the gym more often when I take hikes. So if you want to get started with brain care, hikes are giving all of my listeners 15% off your first quarterly subscription with the code STRAIGHTTALKING. Head to yourheights.com, use the code STRAIGHTTALKING and start taking care of your brain and body today. Mm. 
mushrooms have been used for thousands of years, right? Um, I think I think what's really interesting is you have a lot of anecdotal evidence and you have anecdotal stories. Mm. And unfortunately, we don't have loads and loads of scientific research. But there was one bit that I did. There is more than one bit, but there is one bit that I saw that was fascinating about mm. lion's mane. Mm. Um, the BDNF that you mentioned or the neurotropic growth factor that's basically like miracle growth for the brain. That's like a, a nice analogy to use for it. And there was a study done in Japan looking at um, giving lion's mane and the effect on BDNF. And mm. it looked into Alzheimer's as well. And there were some actually really good improvements in cognitive impairment and cognitive function uh, in, in, a, in a randomized controlled trial. So it is fascinating. Yeah. I said that they've been used for thousands of years. I'm going to test you a little bit here, but can you give the listeners a little bit of uh, an insight into the history of, of, of mushrooms and functional mushrooms? Yeah, so um, you mean fungi in general or like... Fungi in general, but anything you think is particularly fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I always say when I ever start this narrative, if anyone's seen Fantastic Fungi or hasn't seen it, Fantastic Fungi on Netflix, watch it because it's the best introduction. <laughs> it will blow your mind. Uh, I think it's the most popular documentary on Netflix at the moment. Um, yeah, it's amazing. It, yeah, so good. Beautifully shot as well. Um, so fungi um, have been around a lot longer than us. Um, they've survived five extinctions. Um, and they've been around for over 1.3 billion years. Um, they were the first species to come from the ocean to the dry land. Uh, and when they did that, they created what's known as a, a fungi network. Uh, I'm sorry, a mycelium network, mm -hmm. which is basically a fungal body is how fungi spend most of their lives. Sort of like a thread-like structure that's sort of under the ground everywhere, isn't it? Basically? Exactly, yeah. It's sort of like these tubular cells. And that's how trees communicate with each other. Yeah, exactly. fascinating. Yeah, yeah so um, it's pl plant life and trees. It's how they all sort of connect up. It's how they get the nutrients, minerals. Uh, and like you say, it's how they communicate with each other. So without mycelium, um, well, to put it into perspective, the majority of plants live in symbiosis with mycelium network. So as far as I knew, you know, from school you had root systems and that's what got the water, but actually mycelium can go much further, spread much further and go in any direction. So that's where the water comes from. Um, but um, when they came being, building the mycelium network, but by the way, is I, I don't have controversial it is, but it's the largest organism in the world um, is mycelium network. And it's in Oregon. It's huge. Um, and it's underground, like you say, um, what fungi did when they first came to the earth is to survive, they ate rock. And the really interesting thing about fungi is uh, they can take one matter and turn it into a complete different matter. So they turned rock, consumed the rock, digested the rock and turned it into soil. Mm. So they gave birth to soil and then to plant life. So without fungi, there wouldn't be soil and there wouldn't be plant life. And, and like I say, plant life wouldn't exist. But also some other crazy examples of changing one matter into another or transforming. Um, oyster mushrooms can eat plastic, digest the plastic and then turn it into water and the water is still safe to drink. Mm. Um, mycelium can be put into, um, oil spills. Mm. Um, it can, eat the oil, digest the oil, uh, filter out the oil, and then put the water back. Um, so in terms of, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, interesting things going on with mental health therapy and obviously daily use for functional mushrooms, but potentially with the environment as well it, it is, is really exciting.
yeah potential use for mushrooms in general is huge yeah. i mean i've touched on it on my social media before but the space of the psychedelic sort of wave in terms of potentially psilocybin if anyone another documentary to watch is how to change your mind on yeah. netflix by michael pollan and his book is also brilliant but very fascinating um but we won't go too much into it today on this one this <laughs> needs its own podcast or several Agreed. podcasts um lion's mane is the mushroom uh drink that i've had from you guys so far and that's this is the one that's for brain health mm. and focus and i like doing little experiments with my nutrition i occasionally have done a bit of fasting see how i feel and i, I try things out every now and again and i thought you know what this one's going to keep you focused and i felt quite reliant on caffeine and i have been for several years so i thought i'll give this lion's mane a go and i'll, I'll start adding it into my afternoon and not have my afternoon coffee which I shouldn't be doing anyway. And I'm sure I've probably told people not to do before on, in, on my Instagram. But I got to a point where I was like, oh, I feel great after this. And I was sleeping better. And I changed it in for my morning coffee. And that was three weeks ago. And I have not had a caffeinated drink in the week oh, wow. since. I do have them on the weekends. I can't tell a porky <laughs> there. But that's because I just don't want to feel reliant on it. Yeah. And I found that fascinating. I feel less like I've got a crash in the afternoon and this isn't actually even the mushroom coffee that you guys mm. sell. This is, this is just the lion's mane lion's powder. Yeah. And, and so that is amazing. So well done for creating something that, that is, can replace my coffee and I'm not, not worried uh, or I don't mind. Um, but do you see that a lot? Is that something that people are telling you to do? You said that you don't drink as much caffeine anymore, but is that common? Yeah. Um, I think, um, I think there's a lot of awareness um, that's going around. I think people are realizing how drinking too much caffeine, um, the ramifications it can have on you. And it's everything from the way you feel, feeling too anxious, giving you anxiety, affecting sleep, um, digestive issues as well. Um, you know, caffeine is not an awful thing. If you have a little bit, I think it's got lots of antioxidants in it. Um, the, but coffee, a, the coffee itself. Yeah, the coffee Lots itself. of polyphenols, yeah. That's right, yeah. So, uh, but people drinking too much of that, like you say, become dependent and reliant, uh, which I was always like, I was like, I can't start my day until I had a coffee. Mm. Um, and there's a huge move to sort of like, what is the alternative? And obviously matcha, there was a big movement in that. There was an interesting movement in masala chai as well. Um, we're seeing lots of natural energy drinks coming to compete with the likes of Red Bull. Um, so there's, there's already an interest. And I'd say that, you know, that if you could buy one thing, I think most people would probably put energy at the top of the list, maybe in terms of generally. Um, people are concerned about the jitters and the crashes that coffee gives you because it's a, a stimulant. Um, so I think, you know, when we do obviously my interaction with people mostly comes from an events that we do so we do we, have the, we we basically created the first ever mushroom bar in the world which we had at selfridges back in april for a month um and we've taken we've done events with it with russell brown wim hoff we just did with fern cotton over the weekend and uh, and we sell the actual product we sell different mu mushroom elixirs concoctions um and the interesting thing is the amount of people ask it doesn't have caffeine in it right um and to which i say no only our mushroom coffee does and the the amazing thing is from the feedback I'm getting at the events and then also what we're getting from emails and testimonials that they're saying this is the thing that got me off coffee because, yeah, I mean, cordyceps gives you more energy than coffee for sure. <laughs> mm. Wow. Yeah. Um, 
caffeine in that you mentioned it's a stimulant and i've been looking a little bit further into like how it actually works and it's kind of like borrowing energy Mm. it's caffeine as a chemical as a molecule is very similar to adenosine which is produced in the body and as the day goes on you produce more and more adenosine the adenosine goes into the receptor and that causes sleep pressure it makes you tired what caffeine does is it blocks those receptors because it's very similar to adenosine so over time you don't have any adenosine causing a sleep pressure but then as the caffeine wears off you break it down and it's reabsorbed you suddenly get this flush of adenosine into the receptors that makes you knackered and that's why you get a crash but it's it's just fascinating that that concept that we we use it i think it has its use and coffee is very good for you in terms of the polyphenols. It has its use if you, you know, need a little pick-me-up. But just to be reliant on it, I think there are potentially, for me anyway, there's other ways that you can maybe explore that. And maybe functional mushrooms is part of that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, like there are, um, it's interesting, I think Michael Pollan wrote a book on caffeine as well as the House of Change of Mind documentary. And he spoke, I think even pre-coffee people were drinking alcohol, weren't they, <laughs> during the day. Um, but the... Um, yeah, I mean, what we did was because we've essentially, our mission is to get everyone drinking mushrooms every day because we genuinely think we could have a big part in solving the mental health crisis. I think we can make people a lot happier and I think we can help people be the healthiest version of themselves. I gen- genuinely believe that from personal experience and then the thousands of people that have been buying dirty and giving lots of different uh, feedback that's I'd say 80% positive mm. and the other 20% is just like they probably didn't know what they were doing with it <laughs> um, and um, I've lost track of what I'm saying um, oh yes but so the important thing like I say yeah is, is about we want everyone drinking mushrooms that's our mission that will be me life satisfied mm. um, so when we looked at phase two was like right the pure mushrooms they're for the purists um, that you know want the best possible mushroom and the most of it but how do we now get to the majority so we created a line of products called super blends and super blends are essentially combining drinks people are already consuming on a daily basis but making them better um, and putting a stack of ingredients in there so that if you're going to have a coffee in the morning have six further ingredients that are going to do incredible functions and maybe counter the negatives of something like coffee. Mm. So when we went through this process, we actually decided to reduce the caffeine by 80% in a normal coffee because you're already getting the natural energy from the cordyceps and also the chaga as well. Um, and because of that, you're going to get a little bit of caffeine, but then the energy will last all day long. But then because it's got chaga in there, you're actually, you know, you're doing wonders for your skin and your immune system. Lion's Mane is doing the neuro growth factor, um, increasing your focus, which is an important thing for people in their everyday life. Mm. Uh, cordyceps, you know, it's helping you breathe better. It's increasing your lung capacity and giving you that energy, sorting out your hormones as well. Uh, ashwagandha's in there as well, which soothes stress and anxiety. It's also great for particularly men's testosterone. Uh, a maca in there for digestion. So suddenly that drink that you're having every morning is no longer, I think, just take from a groggy state to an awake state. It's actually making you a healthier, better, more focused, healthier person. Um, so we've done that with cacao as well. So we've got the healthiest hot chocolate on the planet, which is blended with a reishi, which I mentioned is for sort of calm, distressing and improving your sleep quality and immune system. It's got coconut, vanilla, uh, coconut milk powder, sorry, vanilla, cinnamon, and lacuma in it as, as well as ashwagandha and we've got a few more we're bringing out um over the next sort of few months so that's a way to go out to the mass of the mainstream i think that's really important as well and how how can you get this 
supposedly amazing, uh, you know, mushrooms in general. How can you get this amazing product and this uh, idea to as many people as yeah. possible? And one clever thing you've done there is reduce the caffeine intake, but there's still a bit of caffeine in there for the people who want to feel like yeah. they're getting the caffeine and they're getting, um, the, and also on the flip side of that is not having the withdrawals as some yeah. people do get some quite nasty withdrawals from caffeine, particularly if you're 55 and you've had three, four caffeinated drinks a day since you were 18. That's, you know, you're likely to experience some, some, side effects from that uh, from stopping abruptly so on that note about getting it to the masses if there's someone out there listening and they're kind of their interest has been peaked uh, maybe they're struggling with their mental health or they are wanting to improve their performance and optimize what they're doing what would be your sort of advice on how to get into functional mushrooms and particularly for people who may be on a bit more of a budget and then if they're on less of a budget as well yeah sure so um it totally depends on if people are going through big issues that they need to resolve. So for example, like, you know, someone suffering from ADHD, I'd say give lines made it go because we get people writing all the time saying they've come off um, medication because the lines made to help with their ADHD. Uh, you know, if it's a sleep issue, I'd say start with reishi, um, which is the mushroom that's actually bitter. Um, but like coffee, it, you, you can customize it you can add honey you can add an oat milk or we've got the hot chocolate which tastes delicious and it's got the reishi inside of it so if it's an insomnia issue or sleep issue i say like go reishi uh if it's a skin issue i would say go chaga you know the amount of people that write into us about you've solved my rosacea issue mm. or acne issue um if it's um you want Better focus, like I say, the, the lion's main one. Um, if you want more energy throughout the day, but you don't want to drink coffee, or you want a better, more calmer energy, I recommend cordyceps um, as well. You know, women on menopause, I'd always say do um, cordyceps and reishi. Um, and um, so, totally depends. If you've got a very specific issue, then that's kind of the way I would approach it. Uh, or, you know, if you're, you're feeling ill or run down, you want a stronger immune system, either the chaga or the reishi. Um, if it's literally like you want to induct mushrooms into your life because you like what you've heard today or you've heard little bits about it, um, I'd always say start with the lion's mane and chaga. Um, the reason I say that is because I feel like chaga is a great all-rounder. Uh, it's a great introduction to uh, uh, to mushrooms uh, f firstly what I always say is because a lot of people go like I don't like the taste of mushrooms you've probably only tried like a portobello mushroom or a button mushroom yeah. um, and you've taken it off your pizza or you've had it on toast um, there are over 140,000 species of mushrooms um, and everything tastes different so I'd so to compare so to explain the taste I say chaga's earthy it tastes like a black tea or a little bit like coffee um, and, um, it tastes very nice. Um, but like I said, it's an all rounder. It's just good for all round wellness. It's an anti-inflammatory as well. Um, it strengthens your immune system. But it's packed full of minerals and nutrients. So you've got like vitamin D in there. You've got calcium and potassium amino acids. I think there's like 12 different vitamins and minerals in it. Um, it's obviously going to give you energy, which is always an important thing. Um, and no one likes, you know, not having good skin. So it's good for that. Um, so I'd either go that direction or I go lion's mane just because it's the tastiest one. Mm -hmm. And also because everyone could do with more focus and being more present, you know, being more mindful. Sure. Um, it's our most popular as well. Or if you want three mushrooms in one, I go and you drink coffee. Our mushroom coffee 
literally when you go dirty coffee, you don't go back. It tastes so nice. It's very smooth. It's an Arabica coffee and you get the benefits of three mushrooms plus two adaptogens. Nice. The lion's mane one is very nice. Um, and I mean, I have it with a little bit of oatmeal, but it's yeah. kind of like one of those things when you start drinking tea or coffee, you, if you're struggling with the taste or you're not quite sure, you can always add a little bit of sugar or stevia yeah. or whatever it is just to get you into it. Because if you want to find out about the benefits and, you know, ease yourself in and then, you know, we all start with two like sugars in our tea and then like quite quickly get off that and you couldn't think of anything worse now for most people. Um, I find it really interesting that you mentioned lion's mane and ADHD and that you have that because I always joke around saying I have ADHD and I say it's my girlfriend and my parents and I was joking with them actually on the weekend about it and then I'm now you're saying lion's mane helps ADHD and for the last three weeks I've been I'm off coffee and I'm feeling great so it's one of those things I don't know I may be just making that up but it's an interesting one to hear so amazing answers to the question so far I'm going to wrap up with a question that I ask uh, everyone yes so what's your one best bit of advice for someone looking to improve their health and their happiness? I'm obviously going to say drink mushrooms, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, so my like biggest goal is um, being present. Uh, and I think it's the ultimate state of mind. And I would do anything to hack that state of mind. Um, I find that I think everyone's sort of different in terms of how they get there. Um, so for example, I guess when I'm excited about something, uh, you know, a fourth forthcoming trip or, you know, or I've seen that we've had our biggest sales day, uh, or someone's written in and said, you know, you know, they've come off their, you know, actually I'll give one example. Um, our mum was on, um, so she had a breakdown three years ago, um, and went on to, uh, antidepressants. She was on like six or seven different pills. It got, it got very, very bad. She was highly stressed and she crashed basically. And I've been trying to get her to drink reishi the whole time and just that conventional mindset, you know, doesn't understand it you know it's, it's our parents generation right uh although i know that's changing um she started drinking it three years ago finally and drank it every day 10 days ago she went to see her doctor she's come off all the medication which is insane mm-hmm. um i can't remember the relevance in that. oh yeah when i hear start a story like that it's my mother so i'm gonna be particularly excited about that but when i get e- we'll get emails every day it makes me so excited it's like fuck it actually works it's amazing um so but unfortunately that's like me basically saying I'm an adrenaline junkie and I, I, I rely on other things to make me feel good. Um, but, um, I'm basically essentially saying that find things that help you to be present, uh, because I feel like when you're present, you can feel your best and you can perform at your best. Um, sort of tapping a little bit into flow state here. There's a great book called, do you know, chasing fire, uh, Jamie Wheeler and Stephen Kotler. Um, it goes across different sort of like, um, they talk about the, the SIA, I can't even remember what it was, but, um, but essentially it's about how do you hack flow state, which is essentially where it's actually a little bit what I was talking about before. Um, and, um, there are certain psychedelic tools that enable it, but you can do it yourself as well. Mind, mindful, being mindful and do, so doing, so the thing is when people do mindful meditation, they might do it for 20 minutes and they carry on with their day, but their mindset switches back to how it was. The whole idea of mindful meditation is to then bring that practice into your everyday life. And that is about being present. Um, 
just get into all the science of it, you know, we were talking about the prefrontal cortex. When you're present, you're able to like distort that prefrontal cortex slightly because it's the signals going back and forward. Uh, and you can, to a degree, knock it offline. Um, and, um, yeah, so I'm constantly doing things like that. Um, and I'd say meditation, I do a few other things. Um, but I just understand the concept of it. So I'm always trying to hack it. Mm. I think that's a great point to, to that question. This, the aim of this podcast is around raising awareness for mental health and giving mm. people tools to deal with it. And I think that's a, one of the best tools if we could hack that and get into that more because mental health doesn't live in the present. It lives in that it lives in your brain and, and probably in what we've uh, we don't think we've spoken about it yet but the default mode network and that's the part of the brain the centers of the brain which is entrenched in yourself so your sense of self your ego it's the thing that ruminates it's very important it's the stories that we tell ourselves so it tells you you know who you are in relation to someone else and it tells you um you know multiple things but in in mental health conditions particularly depression and anxiety and lots of other ones it can get very rigid and it can tell you things that aren't particularly nice. So if you're depressed, it might tell you that you're not worthy. If you're anxious, it might tell you that you're very worried about something that's coming up. And that only happens when you're not being present. That default mode network is heavily switched on or overly activated when you are not present and you are daydreaming or you're just thinking or you're recalling memories or you're thinking about yourself in general. So getting out of that and getting into that present state is is massively beneficial it's just finding ways to do it yeah and i think we all have to find our own ways definitely i think and understanding that as well and like you know what's kind of fundamental is this whole self-belief thing and you know we're we're you know we're like our brains are like comparison machines and we're constantly comparing ourselves to everyone else and social media has made us even more of a victim to that and i always said you know the biggest danger to ourselves is ourselves um, so yeah, I think finding these practices that can stop that sort of you know, those negative loops, the doubting yourself and finding ways to believe in yourself. Um, I think, you know, what's really key to it is actually finding where your happiness exists and where your purpose mm-hmm. exists. You know, I've been in business now for, I don't know, like 10, 10 ish years, maybe a bit less. Um, and I've had a really exciting career, um, I've kind of done all the things I always dreamed of doing, mm. uh, but it wasn't until finding mushrooms that I found my purpose. Um, and I think since I've d- done that, I'm now following my heart and I'm living less in my brain and more in my heart. And every day I wake up and I'm like, this is the best day of my life because I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing. Um, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, and I think there are tools you can do every day to remind yourself of that. Um, you know, journaling and stuff like that. Um, you know, manifesting is like a, a big thing that's coming up as well. Uh, I've got a friend called Roxy Nafalsi who has a book. She's really pushing that idea as well. Um, but um, yeah, I think that there's ways you can find to do it and it's worth just Googling it. How can I be more present? Um, and I, I have to say that I've, I've been the happiest as a result of finding my presence. Yeah, amazing. That's a great place to finish. <laughs> Andrew, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> awesome big thank you for andrew joining me if you are inquisitive and curious about medicinal mushrooms be sure to follow andrew on socials below get in touch with myself ask any questions that you do have and if you do enjoy the podcast please please give it a share tell your friends tell your mum it does go a long way and it means the world the more people hear about this the happier and healthier they will be big episode out next week keep in touch all the best have a wonderful week